0: Hello beautiful people of the internet. Hello book club. Had to greet you guys because you're going to be the first ones who are going to listen to this and welcome to my first episode of this little podcast project, which I'm somewhat winging. I I got along with the microphone for now, so that's good. This is going to be another place where I talk about books. I will never stop talking about books. And I thought that for a first episode it would be nice to start things off if I tell you a little bit bookish facts about me so I could introduce myself and you got to know me a little bit better. So grab yourself a nice tea and settle in and let's see if, if you have some similarities to me as a reader. So I have a little side note directly for the beginning. I am not a native English speaker, so I might mess up English pronunciation quite a bit because I suck at it. And I, I hope you, you can look the other way when it happens. I'm trying my hardest. This is, this is one of the reasons I decided on starting this podcast to get more fluent in English language and learn my words and stuff so I can improve and hopefully I will improve very soon and this is going to be real cool. So let's get to the topic. First fact, I love paperbacks. I am team paperback all the way through. I do not like hardcovers. Hardcovers suck. They are heavy, they Um, are uncomfortable to hold. You cannot take them anywhere and yes, they look nice but they're also much more expensive. I think paperbacks are really cool because they're cheaper and you can take them wherever you want. They're sturdier and they're they're amazing. I just I just love paperbacks. They also have mostly the better covers. I don't care so much about the medium in which I read the story. I think I I think I use every medium to, to get the story. That's that's the most important for me to get the story. And it really shouldn't matter in which format you get it. But if you ask me, which is the most comfortable way for me? then first is ebook and then comes paperback and the best paperbacks are floppy paperbacks you know these paperbacks you hold in your hand and you make flop 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 and then they the pages flop with you and they have this very thin paper they're the best thing ever i i love them they're they're even nice to cuddle with that's how awesome paperbacks are cannot prove me wrong that's a love match it has been since day one Bookish fact number two. I need audiobooks to fall asleep. I cannot fall asleep without audiobooks. Well, I I can now, but I couldn't back then. Um, Ever since I was a child, I had trouble falling asleep. I, I laid awake for long amounts of time. I tried music, but it just didn't work really well and i never got enough sleep and i was always tired in school and then i discovered audiobooks and i had this thought you know i i could try to listen to real boring classics you know these these books where you just fall asleep because like they're so boring and if I listen to them before I fall asleep, like when I go to sleep, they will bore me too, to sleep, basically. So I tried that and it, it actually worked. It was amazing. And it actually works with every kind of audiobook. So that was really cool when you suddenly you switch off the audiobook and switch on the audiobook and then you just listen and your thoughts drift away while you listen and then you're just gone that's that's amazing that's that's how it works now it, it basically saved my life that I found a method to finally fall asleep it's my last special 10 minutes every night it's a it's my ritual so I go to bed I put on my audiobook I switch off the light and I just listen for another 10 minutes I burned through so many books that way and it's it's my little achievement <laughs> to find a solution for this problem sometimes sometimes the story is so so good that I cannot fall asleep that I stay awake and I listen and I continue to listen and it's like so much tension and thrill that I just stay awake, but that's awesome too so i so i Get not enough sleep the next day, but but I had a real good story and a real good book night. (laughs) Bookish fact number three. I only take book recommendations by my brother. I'm a very sad person and I I think it's, it's lacking, a lack of my character that I cannot accept book recommendations by my friends. Um... And the only person who's kind of disapproved book taste is my brother. Since we grew up together naturally, I, I think he influenced me a lot, so I kind of trust him. When we were kids, he we had the same favorite books. We kind of found girls about the same kind of books. And there there are some very funny funny stories. And the the my favorite story is when I was ten. I was sitting on my desk doing homework or drawing, I don't even know. And suddenly my brother came into the room and he had this book in his hand and then he sat down. He did not say anything. He just sat down and then he opened the book and he started to read. And I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) Why are you sitting there? And then he just started to read and... I listened it was so funny. It was like the best thing he could do, could have done to just sit down and start reading the book to me. It was The Hitchhiker's Guide Through the Galaxy. And you know how it starts off with the digital clocks and um, the people who behave like apes and stuff. And it was so funny. I loved so much. And it became one of my favorite books because it was so awesome and that's that's the thing my brother does he he gets the real good shit and then he gives me the books and I love him I'm more the fantasy person and he's more the sci-fi person which is which is fine um so I get a lot of good sci-fi books through him right I I'm I'm really glad that my brother has such a good taste kind of and I wish I could do this with everyone But somehow it takes a lot of trust. And I just have, I just know what I like and what I do not like. And sometimes um, I get the feeling that people want to recommend me their favorite books uh, based upon their favorite tastes. And they never look at me as a person and be like, okay, what do you like? What could fit you? And I, I think this is often forgotten when it comes to book recommendations. Bookish fact number four. I don't like to talk about my favorite books. (laughs) I have a list of um, Goodreads of my favorite books and I try to avoid talking about them. These books are so dear to me and I love them so so much that they are like my secret treasure and they only belong to me. I am like a mother uh, protecting their little babies um, from the world, from criticism. I could not accept anyone criticizing my favorite books. And if I talk about my favorite books with anyone else and I kind of try, have a different opinion, I could not accept them. So my strategy is you don't, I don't tell them what my favorite books are and so they cannot or no one can tell me they're bad <laughs> because it would make me cry. Bookish fact number five. I have a whole shelf of books I never touch. It's funny. Me. So, I have three bookshelves. One is my special favorite, I love these books. Um, the second is my regular bookshelf with all the other books. And then in my living room, I have a third bookshelf. And on this bookshelf are all um, non fiction books. And there's like a whole lot of science books which are work related. And the reason I never t- like i can't throw them away is because they're fucking expensive, <laughs> so I always think you know it's good to have them if you've ever have trouble with a case or you need you need to read some more about this you You got your little small cute library there just for you, and I don't like it when books are just there for collecting dust so actually my rule is I only keep books um that I would reread and I'm really 100% sure I will reread and this this science bookshelf is kind of the only exception because I might never touch these books and I know it but because they're so expensive and so important I cannot put them away even if some of them are outdated and I should get new ones I should actually be more diligent and stop being so lazy and get more educated at work. But here we are. Fantasy books are just so much more enjoyable. Bookish fact number, I don't know where we are. Um, Six, I think. I bullet journal. And I bullet journal because I love books. I joined an app called Amino some years ago in there was this book community and there was this post about um, reading journals and it was like I got an epiphany it was crazy it was like everything I always needed I always liked notebooks empty notebooks but the idea of having a system how to use it was eye-opening I was so angry at myself that I didn't come up up with this on my own. It was so stupid. But now I have this bullet journal. It's perfect. I have a place for my book. I track my reading. I make bookish spreads. I have... I can journal about the books I read. I love it so much. It's it's a big part of my life. It helps me so much to read more. So If you are interested in that get get into bullet journaling check that out it's awesome especially for book nerds bookish fact number seven i have a digital book club it's on the app called amino and it opens a lot of possibilities it's like if you take a facebook group and you add discord function and then you put that together basically that's how amino works We read one book per month and then we always talk about it um, every Sunday where we have a meeting. It's basically a voice chat and it's like the best people there ever. We have been doing this for like two years and I, I mentioned this for people who do not know me and are not from the book club and might find this because you can always join. It's a great place. Get to know us and my friends we are we are real nice people come talk to us about books and one of the books every month i read will be my book club month uh, book club book of the month so that's that's a nice beautiful experience if you're interested drop a message i will get you there and i love you guys because i know you're going to listen to this the last fact is because i'm boring my hogwarts house is Gryffindor? <laughs> I am a Gryffindor. <laughs> I think Hogwarts. Like this is this is like the most useless information you could ever give, but it's important, right? We 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 are millennials. Everyone should know their Hogwarts house. Everyone should have read Harry Potter. But I learned that there are people who did not do that. But you know, maybe we should make this a new costume and etiquette kind of thing. We're millennials. Should should be a thing, right? So when you when you you introduce yourself and then you be like, "Hi, my name is blah blah. Nice to meet you, blah blah." And my Hogwarts house is that way you could connect and have directly something to talk about. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, maybe not, but for for bookish facts, it's it's good enough. I'm a Gryffindor and I had a lot of trouble connecting with my house in the beginning. I always wanted to be a Ravenclaw. It took me 10 years to take the test because I was so scared of being sorted into my house and I wanted to be a Ravenclaw. But apparently I'm not nerdy enough to get into that house. So now I'm approved Gryffindor. Um, it was really fun because I did the test. It was a Gryffindor and I did it again and again and again and again. Six to ten times, and it always was Gryffindor. I think I get get out of this test with with forty percent. I've I've never gotten something else. So, I'm I'm an horrible idealist. That's that's the reason why I'm in Gryffindor. I love revolutions. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, that's that's basically it. That's that's how boring I am. No, I I think it was fun to talk about the facts, right? So next time we're gonna try a review, shall we? And then maybe you get your first rant soon, because I'm famous for my book rants. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Let me know what um, your bookish facts are. Maybe you have some similar ones. I love you all. See you soon. Bye bye.